0: Thank <laughs> Robert Roth, I feel like I just saw you like three hours ago.
1: That's because you're dead.
0: I just recorded my very first uh, Tales from a Pandemic Geezers of Gear episode this morning with Robert Roth, and we got some recipes and uh, all kinds of things.
1: David it was Millie, a blast.
0: David Milley is doing safe boating right now. <laughs> okay, so what have we got here with Mr. Patrick Deerskin? I gotta do all my uh weekly check-ins here with
2: Uh, i just i just landed at heathrow i'm actually looking for my (laughs) my (laughs) 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 oh
0: my god that's funny that is funny hey do any of you guys follow this guy uh mark and i forget how to say his last name but it's ribelay 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 he's a electronic music guy (coughs) nobody knows him you, you have to check this guy out on he does these Facebook live things like I don't know how often once a week or something <clears throat> And he basically uses these looping devices and all kinds of noise things and and MIDI um, like a keyboard And he makes up a song on the go. So somebody will call in and say You know pandemic and he'll make up a song about pandemic and he'll do it for 15-20 minutes But he's weird as hell, but super talented and um, almost every time he does the recording, he's in like a kimono robe kind of thing. The other day, the other day yeah. he did it in a pair of briefs, like just in his underwear. But you gotta check him out. Mark, Mark Ribelay Ribolle. Sooner, you must know this guy. Come on, man. You people are in the music business and you don't know Mark Ribelay Ribelay. I wish, if I knew how to say it, I, it'd probably be helpful. Steve Warren, you got to know him.
3: How are you doing? I'm afraid I don't. I was looking, waiting for the
0: link in the chat. Well, I am going to go find it because it's that important to me right now. It's
2: Mark with a C. Yeah. It's R-E-B-I-L-L-E-T.
0: Yep. of like one of those Canadian names. Uh, I don't remember if he's Canadian. He very well maybe. Maybe that's why I follow him. Marcel, why don't you invite him to next week's and have him do a, a song for us? I think that's what we should do. Yeah. We'll get uh, Dearson and him wearing the same robe or something. <laughs> Cheers, everyone, at noon Western Pacific time and whatever the hell. Oh, wait, do we have uh, Bob Harmon? It's too early for him. Yeah, we might have actually found his limit on this one.
4: He doesn't get up as early. Yeah, we, uh, Marcel, did it work? Do we have some Europeans?
0: Um, well, we have Steve Warren, who stays up all night anyway, so that doesn't no matter. Boy. Is anyone else on here from Europe right now?
3: No, come on, man. You change the time, especially as well. I know. I know. we have, have a, good, to. a strong yeah. I'm not impressed. Me neither. I'll get some good people for you.
0: Well, that was this week, because we changed it. Now I just look stupid, because we're all drinking (laughs)
3: midday. What's wrong with that? We're crushed.
0: Yeah. We got a really slow start, too. I'm just saying, I'm probably going to want to change it back, just because we got about half as many people as we did last week at this time, and um, so I think the time just killed us. So I finally figured out the background thing today, as you can tell, and um, I am in some sort of apocalyptic uh, scene thing here. So uh,
5: it's your backyard, isn't it, Michelle?
0: That's my yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I know. It's cool. Yeah, right. that is my. Yeah, hey,
5: uh, uh, Dearson, I was watching CNN today, and and your governors all over the, the all over the news and, uh, talking about wanting to reopen everything up. Oh yeah, he's, he's First, uh, the the governor, I'm sorry, the mayor. Mayor, yeah.
2: So the, the governor's bucking everybody. The mayor is uh it's gung ho to to go for it. Um, you know, of course there's a lot of dichotomy as to who wants it and who doesn't. Uh I think the real question is how long they can sustain it without opening things up. So there's um I'm not sure if, if everybody's seen it, but uh the head of MGM, whose name has escaped me at the moment, uh, their their CEO, left a few weeks ago, and he left and petitioned to their board of directors that he'd be allowed to leave to join the Nevada, the Nevada governor as the head of the COVID task force. Um, in doing so, it technically broke his contract, so his golden parachute would have been out the window, um, and his petition to the board was that he get to retain his his severance package of thirty-two million dollars, which they based him on, and now he's in charge of our COVID task force here on the side of the governor, who doesn't want to open everything up right away. Mayor, of course, is for the most part, yeah. They they got a blind.
0: Well, wasn't wasn't your mayor like a lawyer for the mob or something
6: too <laughs> previously? Yeah,
2: yeah. And then, but um, so more importantly, two days ago. Uh, Three, six, uh, Matt, Madison, yes. Out of the wind, put out an open letter okay. with hey. intent how they would go about opening <laughs> Las Vegas, so, which kind of happened in the last 48 the one last hours. It was like 189.
0: It's,
7: 189. It's a, it's a yeah.
0: I know, <laughs> but it wasn't our.
5: Hang on, it's
7: this. really it's
0: interesting because somebody's making a deal while we're on this call right now, and I'm They're trying to figure somebody. out whose mic is on. I forgot where it was, but it wasn't she.
8: Interesting.
0: That's Hunter. That was interesting. So,
2: anyway, we've got these two CEOs basically trying to uh, sway public opinion as to opening up quickly. Right. That's so going to be interesting.
0: So, is it true that the, that Wynn is trying to open LaRev?
2: The plan on LaRev was that they would go down to one performance a day. Uh, with full sanitization of the theater itself, and some special treatments that the performers would have to go through for being in the water, I'm not exactly sure how that scientifically propagates to anything with according to this virus, but right?, you
0: know. Yeah, interesting.
2: but it was a, it was a very well thought out, very, very detailed list on the wind side as to how they wanted to go about doing it valet services would be suspended, Um, people would be, nobody's allowed in without first going through thermal scanners, a whole breakdown as to uh, degrees temperature and what would happen to you at various points. If you were over 100, I think you were just denied access to the property, things like that. and it was, it was very well thought out, but uh, it, it's also very much a, a political push. They're,
5: Isn't that Vegas in general, if you're over 100 years old, you're not allowed in?
2: <laughs> no, usually oh. we just push them out to the outskirts and they go to the suburbs.
5: Yeah. So a couple
0: things I wanted to mention. One is that, um, I don't know if you guys saw today, but the new stimulus package for $483 billion was pushed through the Senate and is expected to be signed tomorrow by the president um that includes another 200 and some odd billion dollars in funding for the ppp program and um i was one of the companies that did not get in on the first one and it's funny because we just learned uh two days ago in a conference call with our banker because we applied the very first day and uh, we learned two days ago on a call with our banker that it was indeed their fault that our application never actually went through to the SBA. Um, It was caught on basically the equivalent of a a typo. And instead of fixing that it sat in underwriting and never left underwriting at the bank level. So it never actually went to the SBA. So, um, you know, we're very high up the, the list, like we're near the front of the line for this next round of funding. So we're, uh, anticipating getting some sort of funding, and uh, Robert, you can see, is on this call. He's still gloating because he got his last week, and he was one of the early ones to get it, so congratulations, and since that time, I've known lots and lots of businesses who have got it, thank God, so I know it's very helpful to a lot of you, and it will be helpful to us as well, so we're very appreciative, and uh, and uh, I am now a socialist um, and ready to take government money, for sure. Um. The other thing I wanted to mention is, I don't know if any of you saw it, and Patrick is on, Patrick Whalen is on the um, call with us right now. So Patrick did something, uh, he did an industry panel, and I forget what it was called exactly, The Show Must Go On something or other, right Patrick?
6: Yep, Show Must Go On, that's correct.
0: And, um, Patrick had a really, really great list of, um, people on there, including, uh, Ray Waddell from Polestar, Jim Digby, uh, Stuart Ross, Jake Berry, Alex Hodges, and on and on and on. He had uh, a really good list of panelists and basically just a really, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube. I think he's already got about nine or 10,000 views, so... We're, we're lucky to even pat, have Patrick on with yeah. us right now, now that he's a big star. Um, but Patrick, maybe you can talk a few minutes about some of the, the highlights of that, because it really was, uh, I thought, very, very informative.
6: Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, first off, thank you, it, it did... Um, way better than any of us thought. I mean, I, I was thinking we would get 500 to 1,000 people viewing it, and we were hovering right around 9,000 now, I think, or something like that. Um, and it was it was put together because I, I wanted to have sort of a diverse group of people, not just necessarily production industry, but sort of everybody. And, you know, uh, even Ray Waddell was, skeptic, was skeptical that we would even pull it off, and we did. And I mean to have, you know, an agent, a promoter, a tour manager, a production manager, a tour accountant, and so on, all on the same panel. I mean, you know, I don't know if there's been something like that ever. There might've been. Um, and so if I mis- you know, if there is, I-, I apologize for not having that information. No, but, but
0: in- Incredible camaraderie to have yeah. all of those different disciplines talking to each other, you know, yeah, wow,
6: it, it, what a and, concept. And, I, and it was, uh, it was a, a great discussion, and we we put together fairly quick. And, and I thank everybody for jumping on it at, le- at the last minute. You know, um, very similar to how you start everyone, and and, and I, I will admit this on this discussion. I stole your exact lines, which is this is not political. We're not doctors, and this isn't medical, um, and we're not going to have answers today. But we're you know, we'll have some more information, and really listening to. Jake and Stuart at the beginning talk about how it, it's kind of changed and and you know the is as we see productions happening in the future and and Jake is you know was one of the big things from Jake was you know our advance is going to change for life i mean we're we're the crew's going to have rubber gloves and masks just like they wear hard hats and safety vests yeah. um you know and and that's going to be the new norm for a long time and uh, you know there was there's a little bit of discussion going back and forth and, and Marcel you and I had this talk today about what I called spot touring and, and you know where as cities and and, and states open up there you know th- these these artists like Metallica and you know Adams groups Poison Metallica Def Leppard they don't need to tour right now they can wait until all 50 States are opened up and the country's opened up and globally, they can go anywhere. They can do that. No problem. But the B stage artist that plays on the Vans warp tour, that depends on playing at first Avenue and first Avenue depends on having them come in or some of the other clubs or theaters. That's a bigger issue. And so, you know, how is that going to impact what we're doing it? And if somebody gets sick, the band, the crew, patrons at, at the events, how far back does that push us, you know? And, and so that was uh, one of our other, I guess, big hot points is, is how, how are we gonna stay safe once we go back to work so we don't go back into quarantine again sooner than later and and torpedo our own industry.
0: Well, so, one, of, one of the points that I thought was incredible that somebody made and and Jake Barry kinda sort of seconded it and said this was, you know, one of the great things that I've heard all week or whatever, was somebody referenced or or used the analogy that the house is on fire. The house is still on fire and we don't want to be rushing into the house, <laughs> you know, right. so we need to take our time. We need to get in the house, but while it's burning, we're not going to send our people into it. And that made a lot of sense. I mean, you know, I've been running into the burning house since the, the moment it started fire saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. But there is some, some sensibility. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, yeah, I thought that was a really cool point and, and um, just a great discussion. I mean, and, yeah. and I'll include the link, send me the, if you think of it, just shoot me a text or an email or something with the link, Patrick, and I'll put it on the email sure. uh, I'll, after this.
6: I'll, I'll send it, you know, and one of the other things that, uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll name Stuart is, is the, the author of this one is, is that, Stuart had a point about you know, if, if we go in too soon and now we're at settlement and you're at settlement and you say, okay, we sold out, you, you, we've got 10,000. However, 2,000 of those were tested where they, they have a temperature if, 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 if that's what we're gonna use. So we're, we're and we refunded their money you know, that, that's, that's a pretty hard way to tour because now you're going to start having refunds on site that you didn't agree to because people weren't allowed into the arena. And I thought that was an interesting perspective. We didn't touch on it very long, but we did talk about it. And, and, and and I talked to Stuart yesterday about this too, is that could be a really, really big problem, especially when you start doing the small to midsize where every dollar is counting and all of a sudden, you know, if, if and I'm just throwing this out there, if we're using some sort of metric of of a fever or not versus not fever, um, that could be a real problem. We, we didn't go down that rabbit hole because we can't. But, um, you know, it, it's just one more thing to think about. And 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 we all are in agreement that it's going to be tough to do much of anything major in 2020. And and we've, you know, we've all, every panel and every Zoom meeting and all the private discussions we all have, we kind of have figured that out. It's, it's just really watching what the younger artists do and and the smaller artists and the smaller clubs and theaters do and, you know, the, the festivals, you know, the, the small garlic festival, the strawberry festival, the, you know, your town festival that knows that people are itching to do something and are, are not necessarily going to be defined, but they've had their, their restrictions loosened up. So now they go in and start trying to do stuff. I know every single person on this as a production company owner or a crew person would be like, fuck yeah, let's get on that. But you know, once again, if, if that goes sideways in any way, you know, what, what, what is the ripple effect that happens behind that?
4: Hey Pat, this is Greg Jones. Do you, I mean, in your role, is that an opportunity? Do you see any of these new processes, whether it be temperature reading? You know, that's a that's a whole lot of staff at a at a show. Is that something that our industry want to look at and take on as part of the package, right? Well, I mean, as, as an outside the box business idea,
6: or, or well, is, yeah, uh, uh, do let it. me let me jump in on one thing with so. There's been discussions with, we had somebody from an arena that wanted to come in and talk and then at the last minute was yanked out for other obvious reasons. Um, And they were talking about having their security staff taking temperatures. And, you know, not to, to put down security staff at concerts at entrances, but I mean, they have a hard enough time sometimes scanning a ticket, let alone reading the thermometer correctly, you know, from a head scan, not to mention if you're outside at a festival or you're outside waiting to get in Staples Center and it's a hundred degrees out, guess what you're going to have when you walk in from the sun beating on your head, especially like me, you're going to have a temperature and, and you're not going to get let in because you tested positive or you're going to go put ice on your head if you're sick so you can go see the show or, or take Tylenol. So, um, so that's one part of it. But to, to go back into it, there's, there, there, I guess there would be opportunity for, the our industry to do it I think the liability would be not worth it though I mean you know if 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 you're the company or the the the, the service that's providing say the safety side of making sure that people are COVID-19 free and somebody tests positive at the arena I would imagine you're going to be at the top of the list or one of the top two people on that list for any kind of lawsuit so
0: yeah, but at the same time, so I brought this up to you a little bit earlier. Um, somebody has to do something, you know, somebody has to break that, you know, break the ice on in our industry. And so what if a group of really, really smart people, Jake Barry, you know, an independent promoter, because as I said to you earlier, Patrick, I think, and I don't know if there's anybody from, from the big guys here, Live Nation, AG, whatever, but um I think if we were to get an independent promoter, you're gonna get maybe a, a different view than you would from a hundred percent. But and I so, answer yet. But if we put together a group of really smart people and we set the bar very high, you need to create an event. And let's say it's hypothetical for right now, but you need to create an event for fifty thousand people, a festival style event at an outdoor amphitheater somewhere. Um and you have to have zero uh, infections, the event has to go off by July 15th, and it has to meet all you know, national and state criteria or laws or whatever else, I think our industry is an industry of problem solvers and we could figure this out. And, and so what does that do? Number one, they know if you fail, the entire industry's on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, we probably won't be working anytime soon. If you succeed, guess what? You've saved our industry, basically, and you've figured out sort of the code to get shows to happen. And am I being unrealistic by thinking that there is a way, like that we could figure this out? And not that I'm anyone.
5: There's definitely a way way to do it. I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, how much time, energy, expense are people willing to invest in this, you know, to make it happen? And what does that mean to the, the patrons attending? You know, does, well, does the $100 ticket now become a $500 ticket? No, I mean,
0: you're going to do it at break even or at a loss, but the loss isn't going to be as great as 12 months without work. And so, you know, to me, massive incentive drives massive innovation. And the incentive in this is that you're saving our entire industry. You're, you're figuring out a way that we can go forward and do shows as opposed to figuring out how to live with no work or no money or no whatever. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking out loud that if, if like if someone were basically to create another round table discussion, like what Patrick did, but the goal of that discussion is to figure out how to do a show and Again, hypothetically, nobody's got a gun to their head. Your job isn't on the line or anything. But hypothetically, could we do this? You know, take away all barriers, take away all problems. Could we do this? And I don't know. Like, I, again, I think we're an industry of problem solvers. When people come to me and they say, how can we do this? I usually spit out 10 different ways that I think we could do it. I don't really hang on to the one or two or 10
4: reasons we can't do it. So... Okay. One thing I'm wondering, and, and we've thought about here, is is there an option to do temporary residency tours? You know, where you go to a
2: city for three days, smaller crowds, multiple shows per day. You yep. know, yeah. to help bring up some revenue. And, yeah. And yeah.
6: Absolutely. That's that so. that, we, that was one of our subjects on on uh, the town hall. Was like, you know, are are we going to do? Are, are you going to put you two or someplace in in a theater or in a smaller venue? And of course you know, you two and Metallica uh, would said, no, they don't want to do that. But, uh, you know, I I think that there is a potential to do residencies and to do longer stays and to do, and and maybe the the seating is, is further apart. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, the the problem is that we keep talking about is, is that we're talking about the single show or the tour, but there's a lot of factors that go into that of how are you transporting your artists safely? How are you going to go from airport to hotel to bus night after night and, and not affect everybody. Um, And, and so there, there's a lot of different, it it seemed like there were a lot of different uh, ideas, but, but the overall or the underlying problem is, is that until the testing gets to a point where we can figure out how we can control that testing, whether you get a card or it's something on your phone or you've had COVID and you can prove it. I mean, you know, that, and that's that that was yeah, but Patrick sort of,
0: again, we're looking at we're looking at why we can't do it. So, you know, you just mentioned it. How do you get people on and off buses safely? And like, what if we went to crazy extremes and we said, OK, for the touring personnel, we're going to deal with it. Everybody's going to be tested every day. Treat it just like the White House. The president is in and out of crowds all day. He ain't getting sick. The Other people around him aren't getting sick. People are tested before they go into every room in the White House. You're tested sometimes four or five times a day, you know, not not just twice a week or whatever. So if touring personnel were treated the same way and constantly tested, you've dealt with that side of it. Now people, and I have the craziest halfway through a glass of wine idea I've ever thought of in my life. What if you had drive-in concerts, you know, like a drive-in movie theater where you drive in, And, you know, you turn on your your stereo system in your car and it's a live feed off the stage and the band's right in front of you. I know it's an insane, stupid idea, but I'm saying if you go all the way to something that stupid and then you start inching your way back.
6: Sure. What happens when you have to take a piss, though? Yeah. Concessions was what we've I've
2: talked to somebody about that. It was concessions. Restrooms are all.
0: the. Well, I haven't thought all the way through it. (laughs) Damn it, Marcelo, you're going (laughs) to bring an idea up then you better
6: have this thought through.
0: Patrick, (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't boat. thought all the way through this, all right? You know, hey, I'm just balling.
1: That doesn't on a help our here. PA folks. Well, and it wouldn't, it yeah.
0: wouldn't be the first time I pissed my pants at a concert, too, you know? So,
1: I'm just kidding. Look, everybody's ignoring the social pressure of society to get back together. The society is going to push this forward in a way in which most of us will not be in control of. That's a very good point. Society is already reaching a point in North America, in the United States, where a large number of people have had it with this. And the the risks uh, that continue to get publicized, negative or positive, are all going to be overwhelmed by Man's interest in being part of a tribe. And, you know, everybody can doomsday this stuff all day long. We're not in control of it. The elected officials, as Mike Strickland wrote a really, really good piece that was in, I think it was PLSN recently. Yeah. The it's on their site. It's awesome. Yeah. The politicians, no, it's, it's well thought through and it's balanced. The politicians and the elected officials are in control of this. We are not in control. And the glass is still two-thirds full, and I do not believe that it is practical in any manner, shape, or form to put together a large gathering, because let's forget all the rest of it. When it's time to leave, uh, we're all gonna queue up six foot apart after everybody's had, you know, arbitrarily one beer, Um, although we all know most of it's gonna be a little different than that. this is, But I thought you were going
0: a different direction with that because I don't. I I think today the politicians might be in control, but watch what's happening. The crowd are getting a little bit. Well, what I'm saying is the
1: the politicians still still make the decrees, but the politicians are responsible at some point to the body politic. That's society.
0: Yeah, and no, but but what what you're seeing right now, I think, with all of these protests that are going on and stuff, is is people kind of rising up and saying enough already, you know, we want to go to concerts, we want to go to movie theaters, we want to go to restaurants. We understand there's a risk in doing that. And, you know, it's the same, pe- same reason that people skydive and race cars and, you know, do all of these other things. We know the dangers and we do it anyways, because that's part of human nature,
1: right? Is, I mean, let's talk about something that we all probably, hopefully don't want, don't think is a good idea. Drinking and driving. You know, once I was in, a, in an educational situation a long time ago, does anybody here know how many people the authorities arrest as a percentage of the number of people who drink over the legal limit and get behind the wheel?
6: No, I don't have that in front
1: of me. 12%. Interesting. I'm surprised
5: the number is that high, to be honest with you. Yeah. But of course we live in Wisconsin. So it's a, it's a different skewed scale.
6: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think we're, we're seeing this already with, you know, Los Angeles or California is we're going to be up in the nineties. All of the beaches are closed. All of the parks are closed. I think you're going to see sort of a, 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 social mutiny happen this weekend. And, and hopefully that helps a little bit kind of push, um, some thought process and maybe change some people's ideas because I think everybody's going to hit the beach. I think everybody's going to get outside because they're, they're sick and tired of it here and, and they want to get out and, and, and be social. They want to see their friends. Yeah.
4: Patrick, you, you bring up uh, Strickland's article was spot on, but it's a process, right? Like everyone on this call wants to go to the beach. I want to go to a friggin' bar and enjoy a nice Italian meal all of that has to happen first before we get to all of us on this call, meaning live events. Right. And so I'm pushing for all, I'm hoping for all these things in a safe way because they're all going to come before us. You see what I'm saying? So Robert, you're right. That, that, I don't know, just.
6: Well, events aren't going to be first. That's for sure. I mean, we're, we're last in line. Yeah. Big events
9: are not going to be first. You're going to have small concerts you're going to have small corporate meetings, and they're going to be taking precautions. And depending how that goes, then the next step up and the next step up and the next step up. You know, you, you, you're you not going to go zero to 60 and have a giant outdoor U2 concert. That's just not going to happen. They're not going to let that happen. Um, but, I mean, I've gotten three calls this morning about possible, you know, people doing you know, little mini events and it's not about a bunch of guests getting there, but it's about, you know, lighting a building. It's about, um, doing a small corporate meeting with, you know, a few people. Um, you know, these are the phone calls that, I mean, I got three this morning. I was pretty excited.
2: Well, Patrick's point, you talk about the potential for social mutiny. I've, I've been a member of the crowd when Master of Puppets comes on at the concert. There's there's no, we'll we'll be a couple of seats apart. Like that's just not going to happen. And so you you look at your average arena security guard and that old lady is swimming in her father's jacket, much less being able to control 10,000 people starting a mosh pit. We have bigger social issues to deal with just in the nature of what we have helped cultivate for the last, you know, 80 years of concert.
9: You have lovely mushrooms, Patrick, today. Thank you. The the snozzberries taste like snozzberries.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Delicious. So what about, you know, so last week, I had a conversation with a manager, a certain manager that many of us know out of California. And I talked about this concept that Patrick brought up that Patrick's calling spot touring, which is basically, and I'm gonna make up states cause I don't know which ones exactly have virtually no effect from all of this. But let's say it's, you know, North Dakota, Minnesota, whatever, Wyoming, Iowa, Ohio. Let's say there's there's 29 states, because I think that's what the number was that the government was talking about that had minimal effects right now. But um, will bands put together a tour of 29 states and skip LA and skip New York City and skip Chicago, potentially Detroit? Um, will they put together a tour if you can't do all of the cities? Hell yes. And I wish Granger was still here because... He'd be a good guy to ask that question. But who said hell yes?
6: I did. I, I I absolutely think they're going to start going on the road as fast as they can. I mean, they, they have no other income. They're all, you know, they're, we've got stagehands in L.A. living in their car right now. So any kind of opportunity to work, they're going to take it.
4: Yeah, I'm betting. I'm betting it depends on the band, right? Like, there's a difference from Metallica to the band that's
6: grinding club tours. Yeah, but oh yeah, if we've you've been on the B stage at Warped Tour, you're you're going to take that that 29 city tour in a heartbeat.
1: Let me take it so it's something a little more basic. You know, back in the in the days of the dawn of the Atlanta music scene, which was maybe slightly before my time, maybe not. There used to be concerts every weekend in Piedmont Park. And you know, the concerts were free and a lot of people showed up. We're not too far from social um, revolt here, that that kind of stuff isn't gonna happen, that some band or some group of bands is not gonna go, hey, let's go play for the people. I mean, the commercial aspect of it is important to all of us, but I still say that the social aspect of this is gonna take over and drive it. The The incubation period allegedly on the disease is significantly longer than you can prove if, 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 if let's pretend we're going to Metallica, okay? Me and um, Dearson over there. And we're gonna go watch Master of Puppets from the Mosh pit. But we stop at McDonald's on the way there and we go through the drive through, right? And we get, some, we get some food and then we're all COVID clean and all that. And we come home and two weeks later, we're both sick. And who's to prove that the, the sickness didn't come from the worker at McDonald's handing us the hamburgers? OK, this is not very easy to prove. And because of a long incubation period and the inability to tr- contact trace at a level that rivals some kind of science fiction movie, um, you know, this the, the, the overload factor for people in isolation is going to take over. That's just my thing I'm you know, maybe I'm completely wrong, and I have no experience with crowds or concerts or anything, but you know, but,
0: but I, don't I don't think you are that <laughs> wrong like i you know I've seen so many podcasts and discussions where people are saying, you know, are people gonna spend money on tickets are are people gonna want to go to a concert? I don't think that's the issue,
5: <laughs> you know, I really. Personally, will, will they be allowed to do it? Is really the
0: thing. Will yeah. they be allowed
5: to do it? And will no,
0: they, I agree with? Will there I be agree too, agree with too many Robert liability completely. issues at the top?
5: We're you know? we're, we're a social. We're a social, you know, race, and we want to connect. And you know, uh, one of the things that's really starting to get under my skin watching the news and being inadvertently told that we're not essential. You know, here essential business is essential business. I understand that essential in this concept of food and shelter and air and, and medicine, but. To be, you know, reminded that we're not essential industry is really heartbreaking because, you know, we've, we've shared communication with human people in, our, in art forms, the entire history of mankind with, you know, with cave drawings and tribal dances. And there's all these conversations about, you know, uh, how uh, we're, we're going to have an influx of depressed people and, 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 you know, suicide rates and all this. But they're, they're talking about that, but they're not addressing how we can mitigate that.
10: Yeah, But I think that, you know, at the end of it, you talk about everybody wanting to get together and go see a band. But ultimately, the government has to approve that that's going to happen. And that's regardless of how, you know, righteous the people are and we want to see bands and all that. The government, if they don't want them to see them, they're going to step in and shut it down. I don't think it's just as easy as everybody going out to a park and seeing a band.
9: Well, yeah, I mean, there, there there have been parties in Manhattan that they've shut down already. You know, people are having parties, and people are going to parties, and the cops are showing up and handing out thousand dollar tickets. So, that then that opens a whole other conversation
5: about you know first right amendment violations. How can they do that? They can suggest we don't gather, but they can't penalize us for doing so.
6: Yeah, least, yeah like, You, uh, you watched the deep you data from, from Miami. Miami. <laughs> You know David Geta broadcast live from Miami and, and yeah he, that was cool. They were flying the drones up past all these you know condos and apartment buildings, and there's one that's like got like sixty people on this yeah. balcony watching David Geta, you know yeah I saw that and so yeah you know, I mean and he's like you know social distancing is important except for apartment one a
0: <laughs> is uh Tiffany's not here this week, is she? I assume most people saw that Prince thing last night. I think Tiffany worked on that,
5: right? Yeah, it was a uh, Firestone was uh, was designer. Yeah, that uh, I was I was impressed by it. It was nice to see some production value on television. You know, yeah, recorded beforehand, but you yeah. know the, uh, the ones that they've been doing since we've shut down. If they certainly lately they lack the panache.
0: Yeah, they're not quite the same, are they? Well, like the David Guetta one that, that Patrick just talked about, I think he had two like uh, American DJ or ADJ, uh, you know, pars or, or whatever. Eric, could you confirm nor deny that? Yeah. Speaking, I just want to announce
9: that I booked my tea time for Friday. So.
0: Oh, there you go. Right, Golf birthday. courses are open.
6: Where are you playing?
9: Orange County. Oh, that's right. Orange County Monarch, Monarch Beach is open.
6: We're we're gonna come down there and take over your whole your whole city. You wait wait till this weekend, buddy. We're on our way. I'm I'm gonna play
11: this afternoon. The course is closed. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how that goes, John.
2: (laughs) That's the exact problem I was talking about. (laughs)
0: That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome aboard, John. I don't.
9: Yeah. Did, did anybody else, most of you were on this call probably, did anybody else watch Anderson Cooper and the mayor of Vegas going at it for half an hour? That was funny. Yeah.
11: I can't watch that guy. Me Me sorry.
12: Neither.
11: Me neither. Yeah. The mayor yeah, of Vegas, you know, that, she, really what's was. so interesting about her is that, you know, only in Nevada, only in Las Vegas could you have mayor Goodman followed by his wife, mayor Goodman. And Oh, by the way, the original mayor Goodman, Was the mob's attorney? I mean, you you can't, you can't fucking make this
0: up. Yeah, it's a tough one to write (laughs) that story.
10: Yeah, you're muted, Mark. Sorry, I said that's what makes living here good.
11: Oh, I love it! it. Absolutely (laughs) love it. I I, I was telling a story the other day. I had a uh, one of my my next door neighbor walked over, and he's a ear, nose, and throat surgeon. And his phone rang, and he answered the phone. And there was this, he put it on speakerphone and this guy was ranting. I mean, just ranting. Fuck, fuck, fuck Sisolak. That's the governor here. And who the fuck does this guy think he is? And then it, it, it was funny because it segued into, I'm losing $14 million a week. And then I went to, and we can't even golf, right? <laughs> so I'm kind of laughing and he hangs up and I go, who the hell was that? He goes, oh, that's, that's uh, Max and the the CEO of, of Win. And I go, oh, really? You know him? He goes, yeah, I'm his I'm his um, medical consultant. And he said he, the guy was going, you just watch. We're going to go after these guys. And the next day is when the mayor came out with that statement of how ridiculous it was. Followed two days later by the same guy going, the wind guy going, we're opening up. So it's just like it's still the Wild West, guys. I love it out here. Well, hey,
6: the wind is
10: the first hotel that is actually laid out. Uh, exactly how they're going to do it and and what they're going to do in order to reopen.
6: They're yeah. They're the guy running. was, yeah, he was ranting about it. Plan? He was ranting about it in my driveway.
0: <laughs>
11: That's funny.
6: What, what is the wind planned out? How are they're going to open? I am kind of interested in that. It's, it's so, not, it's a fight.
10: They're not saying they're going to open, but when they do, they already have their plan. They're going to give each guest a mask and everybody's got to wear gloves limiting the amount of people in the restaurants and all. They're going to book they, every
11: other room, every other hotel room.
10: They they've got a whole plan laid out of how they're going to do it.
11: I think what he did, I think what he did is he just said, "Look, we're going to do this without without any green light or approval from the governor." And then he went further. He didn't wait for them to say, "Well, how are you going to do this?" He laid it out for them to go, "Look, here's my plan. You got something better? This is what we're going to do." He kind of he kind of shut them up because they haven't been able to push back other than, "Oh, you you know, they, did, they haven't said that's a bad plan. They haven't said you can't do this. They, they, they've done everything um, but stand the guy up. And I don't. I think he's going to march forward with it. It's going to be really interesting.
10: Well, the wind was the first hotel to shut down, too. They were the first one to, before anything happened, they were the first one to shut it all down. So interesting to see if they're the first ones to come back.
0: Hey, John, you got on a little bit late, but I wanted to get your opinion on a couple things. One was that um, Patrick Whalen had a... Uh, Uh, a panel on Monday that included, uh, you know, a lot of pretty, um, you know, significant players, Uh, uh, Ray Waddell, Jim Digby, Stuart Ross, Jake Berry, Mm -hmm. Alex Hodges. Good Um, bunch. Yeah, a really, really great bunch that that Patrick pulled together on a sort of roundtable discussion. And so one of the things that came out of that was um, this concept that Patrick's calling spot touring. And number one, do you think that maybe not Metallica because they don't need to go out and tour or Beyonce, but if you go down a couple notches uh, on those to, you know, the sticks of the world or Journey or whoever, um, and a lot of other acts that are much newer than those, those just popped into my head. But um, can bands go to do a tour of the United States and not Europe? And can they do a tour of the United States without New York City, without LA, without Chicago, without Detroit, uh, until those cities are okay to have a show with you know seven, eight thousand, ten thousand people?
11: Look, I, I think I think if they're allowed to do that, I mean, look, we can all have great ideas. Just like the guy with the wind, he can say whatever he's going to do, but you know, I'll go back to the municipalities. If, if, uh, if you book a spot tour where they do all these selected positions and then you're rolling into Des Moines and the uh, the mayor the night before says, uh, I'm pulling your, I'm pulling your permit to have a show. You're fucked. So, you know, you're not dealing with just one big, uh, governing body. You're dealing with mayors and governors and councilmen and every asshole who has an opinion that wants to be on TV right now. So, I, I think it's a great idea, Patrick. I think it's, it's probably, um, I, here's what I think is going to happen. I think that you're, it's going it's to revolve around the Republican National Convention and the Democratic National Convention. And when those guys decide to get in a room together with everybody, so two great things are going to happen. Uh, two great things could happen the one great thing is they could all fucking die that'd be fine right um the second great thing would be that it goes off really oh, well geez. and it becomes an afterthought right so i mean i think those are the two choices <laughs> i see nobody disagreeing with me right so so i think it's gonna be a our... bit of shock in the room right now john yeah yeah, <laughs> Combine yeah. the yeah.
6: conventions and just have one big one yeah, yeah there
11: you go yeah yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, but yeah. so I, I think, I think you know, really, we're at the, we're at the whim of a bunch of people that have been in Washington D.C. for fifty years who haven't done a fucking thing but complain about how it is, and um, they're the ones that have set the set the table. So f- those guys, unfortunately, are going to set the tone for what happens because we've voted them in and they're they're in charge and they have a lot. Well, of yeah, power. but I wonder what would ever happen.
0: And this is just a stupid complaint, but what would ever happen if we tied their their pay to our pay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like when we're making money, you're making money until then, guess what? Yeah. Maybe their decisions might change. I don't know.
11: Are you hitting the crack pipe again? First of all, they would would have to agree to it. So that's, but but, so, so look, I think what changes this thing is a spot tour like Patrick and those guys that talked about, I think it's a fantastic idea, but you'd have to have like five uh, lawyers on the road with you, Ahead of you, every city, you know, filing papers to make sure that you got to do your show, and it becomes economically and and impossible to do. So I think when the conventions happen, you know, they're all going to fucking die, or they're all going to just go. Oh well, that wasn't that big a deal, and then everyone's it's it's just the the dam's going to break. You know, I just got off the phone with a client that had canceled a lot of the shows, and they I said, "What's going on?" They said, "We're going to go in August." I said, "You sure?" They said, "Yeah," and 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 we're, we're we're marching. Of course, it could change. But we're marching hard, hard towards August. So everyone's telling me August, September, October. But I think really, are you collecting non refundable deposits yet? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. Um, I'm having them sent to my Swiss bank account. I didn't tell tell Jerry, though. So at the end of the day, it's like, I I really uh, have kind of come to the conclusion in the last couple of days that um, what happens at the conventions, I firmly believe is going to is, is, is going to probably drive the narrative. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Well, so, once again, you know, that's, I think you're really, I think you're really spot on there, John. But, you know, before then we've got, you know, people like um, the great governor of Georgia who said that we can open health clubs here, right? We're going to see some pretty interesting Petri dish experiments in the next few weeks here. I mean, and you're absolutely
11: right. That's uh,
1: also there's also talk that, you know, some 55 times the number of people they think they've identified who's been exposed to this virus have been exposed to it. You know, one of my doctors said something to me a few weeks ago. He went, Robert, the best thing that can happen is everybody gets the thing and we get on with life.
11: You know, I, I, I my, my personal opinion for whatever it's worth is that, look, I think it's clearly uh, it's it's a virus. It's contagious, maybe more than flu or whatever. But I think the thing's fucking bullshit. If, if, if I was in charge, I'd say, look, everyone that's over a certain age that has a health problem, you need to stay home, you need to take care of yourself and you need to be a little bit more on alert. Everyone with You know who's coming out of chemo or coming out of whatever you know you need to take care of yourself and the other 90 percent of us need to get the fuck back to work i think that i think that the metric that they're drawing from its just my own personal opinion is complete fucking bullshit you know uh it's 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 i think it's crap you know you can't say a certain percentage of people died a certain percentage of what
0: well, it's right. it's like the analogy that I keep using for take cars off the road until we can 100% guarantee that there will never be a car accident. Zero car accidents is our goal. Well, yeah but, the, yeah, but the yeah, but
11: the yeah, but the difference the difference about that is, and I actually I agree with that, Marcel. But I heard a good argument against that that said basically, well, if you go outside uh, uh, and, and you're with a neighbor who's who's got a, a viral disease, you're not going to catch a car crash. You're going to catch a viral disease. So it is a little it is a little bit different. Hold on. Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> Hold on. I don't think he meant we can't talk anymore. So a few of us have been doing all the talking. Anybody else have anything to say? Bob Harmon, it's very nice hey, to myself. see you. It was quite early in the day for you. We appreciate It is. That. And by the way, all of these said Europeans who really wanted to come, other than uh, Roel, who's here, and Steve Warren, who's here, none of them showed up. So I say screw them. We're going back to... Five o'clock Eastern time, two o'clock Pacific time, and and uh cause yeah, we can't have really a drink yet. It's nine, yeah, nine, 9 a.m. is a little early. Guys, yeah.
12: Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We definitely thought about you. Patrick Dearson said uh I don't remember the words he used exactly, but
8: it was something along the lines of Harmon's fucked. So <laughs> Hey, well, I, I want one thing that's kind of interesting. Um well, we're the only state with a moat. And we actually have a chance of, uh, you know, eliminating it here. That said, they've extended uh, our stay-at-home through May to the end of it. Okay. But, on the other hand, um, there's some discussion to do testing at airports that come into Hawaii. We actually could become the healthful destination. Yeah. Which could be a game changer for us. That's interesting.
9: I'll come ride it out in Hawaii.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There you go. I don't have much issue with that. There's worse <laughs> places
8: you could be told to stay at home.
6: Yeah, that was right.
8: well. Yeah, imagine imagine that you check in for a flight in Chicago, and that two hours of security now it's going to be three hours. But when you when you check in before you get into the secured space, you take a 15 minute test. You're clean. Now you're into the into the clean zone, and the airlines don't have to worry about reconfiguring an aircraft because you've already proven clean. If yeah. not, right you and the family might, might be leaving or you're just going to send the kids out.
6: Yeah. Yeah. That was
8: brought was up. A, uh, Abu Dhabi
9: it. That's got the uh, blood test at the airport now where you take a 10 minute. They, they give you a 10 minute test before you get on the flight.
0: I mean,
6: yeah, yeah, well,
0: I have not seen that.
6: Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that we were talking about uh, on Monday was, you know, does Australia, New Zealand become uh, a much easier place to tour because, They're, you know more sequestered away from the rest of the population and and you know They'll probably come back a little bit quicker than some other countries and and some of the other countries that are are Further away and just it was something that was brought up. It was kind of an interesting thought. Yeah It doesn't take very long to get around Australia and New
11: Zealand. That's about a two-week tour. Yep
0: (laughs) What about uh, John Robert? even granger whoever the the idea of a lot more residencies you know so tours that stop for five days in each place and you know safe people are being bussed in from around to come into that location for those five shows or whatever is that even I think once they
9: set up mobile testing everybody going in can get tested that's a possibility
11: you know, I, I, rem- I, I remember going into, uh, flying into uh, Tokyo in the middle of that SARS deal. And as I was walking off the plane, they had a, there was, you know, a, a lot of the, the, uh, the Japanese, they all had the, the, the face masks on, which is pretty normal for over there 10, 15 years ago. And as I was walking through, I saw the back of a monitor and I thought, I wonder what these guys are doing. And I turned around and looked and they, they were, they, were uh, they had the camera on everybody walking off the plane, and it was, and there was little digital temperatures at everybody's yeah. temperature. So you know that was 15 years ago, I think, maybe even longer. So I think that I think that you're going to see some things like that that are going to be probably um, more of a more of a um, uh, probably make make the audience feel good kind of thing. Ralphie, shut the fuck up, my dog. <laughs> um <laughs> hey hey i'm having a call here i think i think you're gonna i think you're gonna see uh some of that to make the make the audience feel a little bit better and you know of course if somebody's walking by at 107 degrees they're probably get picked out of the crowd but um i i don't i don't think there's very many bands that that you can really economically bust people into you know vegas the residencies work because you know it's people vegas are there it, yeah and there's yeah. no place else like it.
0: Yeah.
11: Um, I don't, I don't think you do a residency because let's face it to make money. You got to do the Des Moines. You've got to do the billings. You've got to do, Yeah, you're not going to do know. five nights in Des Moines. Yeah. Ex- you're not going to do five nights in Billings. You might do yeah. five minutes in Billings, you know, so you <laughs> yeah, have to right. be right. Have to be careful with all of that.
3: I just, well, that's uh, unless
5: they only let you put a hundred people in a room at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, me and Paul Hoffman who's on this call work with widespread panic who basically does three night, four night residencies across country now instead of touring.
0: It's still all based on what the municipalities, they keep pushing shows back further and further and further
1: because we don't know what the local ordinances have or, you know, rules and regulations are happening. You can't really book anything right now. And then it yeah. takes three months to get it going. Even if they lived in the band
0: now, we don't see anything for three months. That's that's a great point, but that's where I go back to that point I made earlier where you put together this consortium of, you know, five, six, 10 people who are industry leading people, you know, a promoter uh, uh, who's an independent promoter, you know, a guy like a John Wiseman or Robert Roth, um, you know, a major manager, an artist, whoever. And you say, okay, here's, here's the, t- the goal is that we're going to create a way to do an event for 50,000 or 20,000 or whatever the number is safely where the, the goal is that not one person is infected and we will absolutely put a plan together to make it work. And then you present that plan to, the, to the, either the Fed or the state government or whoever you have to present it to and convince them that you're capable of doing this. And basically... The whole industry rides on your shoulders on that one, right? But that sounds to me like it's adding two months to this three-month cycle. Well, but are we talking about a two or three-month cycle? Because if you listen to the freaking the uh, the politicians, they're saying 2021 still, right? So that's- yeah, that's what I'm saying is let's let's prove to them that we're capable of putting a plan together to safely run this, and then you know. If there's nothing that they can say no to then they really can't say no at some point right and then guess what you know if you can make it work somehow and I, I just I believe we more than most industries that I've ever seen we're problem solvers in in this business and, and Marcel Nils here.
12: here Hello, Hello. Neil's yes, yes, sir. Sir. so I was on a zoom call earlier today <laughs> There was, it was it? a guy named Thomas Pueyo, and I don't know if you guys have seen him. He's like uh, a blogger, and his analysis of coronavirus has gotten a lot of traction on Medium and whatnot. But he put up this fascinating chart, which basically showed that if everybody wears high-quality masks, the rate of transmission like plummets, and the spread of the disease plummets. And... Um, I thought that was really interesting. So, what I'm kind of curious about in a live entertainment context is, what do you guys think the odds are of being able to mandate masks in events and people actually keeping them on? I think it has to happen. happen.
6: I think it's very high.
12: I think you have ushers walking up and down the aisles Mm -hmm. with flashlights. Well, think of all the other stuff they enforce. Right? It seems entirely plausible. But from what I can tell, that is, you know, based on on. on this information, you know, that's the best way to get back on track. Well, people want to get out and, and they'll probably, it.
11: people want to get out and they'll probably agree too. I mean, look, I, I, I saw something happen at, at, on the Kevin Hart tour where I was one of the executive producers where Kevin wanted everyone to uh, put their no cell, phones cell phones in their pocket. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I said, this is never going to work. And you know what? I watched them announce it 10 times before Kevin took the stage. And then I watched them physically throw people out. And it's but like, I went know, to that two. show,
0: I, I went to that show and, um, you know, I'm trying to text and, and do business cause I wasn't a huge fan of the show. I was invited. Yeah. And so I'm trying to do business and stuff. And they kept coming and warning me that they were going to take my phone from me.
11: But and see, I, I, I like, but I also, I also, I, I also think that you're going to have, um, uh, the, the peer factor where, you know, if, if you've got a whole uh, row of people around you all wearing your mask and you take yours off, they'll fucking self-police yeah, shame, it. Shame, but but yeah, how are
10: things. they going to smoke weed at a show with a mask?
12: <laughs> drink beer or <laughs> eat a burger. That's why they understand? have
11: edibles. Mark. Oh yeah. No, but we, somebody, we, will,
0: somebody will make a mask that you hook a freaking hose or a doobie. The straw I think The new yeah. bong mask. Somebody's yeah. got a
11: bong mask for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think yeah, that would have sl- slowed you down, fedo No. Oh. Not I at don't all. Think so. <laughs> even, even,
10: with, even with everyone wearing masks, masks, and if we don't have general audience seating, what's going to stop? Are they are they going to just stop the show if if everybody starts rushing the stage as soon as that song comes on? Like it just as a controlling a mass amount of people, you get five hundred people in a room. Doesn't matter if they have a seat; they're going to rush the stage as soon as the show starts. Well, they but
0: if you if off. you treat if you treat wearing a mask no different than you know when you take your mask off, it's no different than you know pulling a gun out of your pocket or something. <laughs> that person is going to be escorted out of the building immediately, no questions asked, etc. I think people are going to wear bloody masks, and, and I
11: think you got to remember this is this. I really, honestly believe this is not something that lasts for years. I think this is. You know, you uh, Nils. you're right. I think if everyone wore a mask, I think everyone would probably comply just because they want to get out of their house. They want to go to a show. They're going to be talking to the people next to them. Hey, you know, let's comply. Let's not have any problems. Let's have fun. And then three or four months later, fucking nobody's going to be wearing a mask. Yeah,
10: it's true. Well, I mean, people are, are are, you know, socially distancing because they're paying attention to the rules. And if the rules are in order to get out of your house and go see a show, you've got to wear a mask. I think that
11: you're, yeah, but, you're there's right. al- but there's always the asshole who oh. will say, fuck you, you know. Like, oh. There's probably who a might- few of us here. <laughs> and this happened in 1918, just for a bit of perspective.
0: Um, it was a three total of three years that it lasted. It was January of 1918 to uh, December of 1920 before it was completely gone. So, not to bring it down, but.
6: Yeah, oh, great! I'll be dead by then.
0: They'll they'll come to a faster vaccine than that, though.
6: Yeah, I but mean, it also is, move around more
12: today, so presumably it spreads faster.
6: Hmm.
8: Well, this,
10: all this is based on no, no cure, no vaccine, and no you know, theraflu, if you will.
11: So. No, no, no herd, no herd
10: age. Once that happens,
11: I still go back. I still go back to this is killing people that are already sick. I mean, look at, I know that sounds really crude, but you know, well, uh, the funny one is the, the guy who got eaten by a shark that died from coronavirus, right? Yeah, I mean, literally there was a guy that, that they, they had counted on the list as dying of the coronavirus and then when they dug down a little deeper and then this is this was in my newspaper the, the guy died in a fucking car wreck the brick wall killed him. He just happened to have the flu you Yeah, know? and so look, I, I think there's probably a small percentage of that. I think this is a bad thing yeah. I just personally don't think it's as, as, as bad as they're making it out to be I I just don't I mean, you know, just don't well,
0: I think it I think it's as bad as it is whatever But I I think
11: I'm just a believer
0: that we have to find solutions not just sit here and wait for the boogeyman to leave the room. We got to find a way to deal with the boogeyman in the room safely, you know, yeah. and I believe there's a way, you know, and, and you, you start from the extreme where we're at right now, which is no shows whatsoever. More than four people can't be in the same room or whatever it is. And you work backwards from there. So how do I get 50 people, a hundred people, a thousand people, you know, how can I safely put together life as we know it, under these restrictions.
11: So I'm 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 curious. I, I like I love to hear what Jeff Rabbit's thinks because Jeff does a lot of television, but he also does the one of the biggest touring acts in the world. So Jeff, you really you're firmly in both your f- feet are in both camps. What 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 do you think? Bro. Microphone, Jeff, you're muted.
13: I got to uh, mute you. Oh, you press the space bar. Got it. <laughs> Can you... You're unmuted. Yeah. Uh, um. I think the artists are uh, certain artists are going to be slow to go out there. You know, Bruce is a you know he's a mature artist um, and uh, probably isn't going to you know race to get out there am- amongst everybody. Uh, everybody's got their own list of statistics that they believe. And, um you know you have to decide which which camp you're in and how uh how big your dice are uh, so uh you know I, I don't really know I find it all very interesting masks you know high quality masks um, uh restricting entry to people that test uh, negative at the door all of that is is really interesting I I'd be curious to see what percentage of the population is quick to adopt it. And how many of the artists, you know, we said the club artists, the younger artists are going to rush right out there. Um, the, um, the others may, may not be so quick to do it. I like the idea being, being on the, on the television side of things of, uh, of doing more high quality productions. You know, if the artists are comfortable being amongst themselves and, uh, on uh, a small amount of crew, I think we could do some interesting, high-quality uh, concert productions. Without audiences, though, everybody everybody has brought up the obvious point that you lack a certain amount of energy. The sports teams are doing it. I don't think stand-up comedy is going to be able to work without an audience, but uh, it's possible that a concert could.
6: Hey, Jeff, what about uh, for like, you know, the some of the corporate stuff that you've designed for uh, in Vegas, I mean, more importantly, you know, in January and February of next year, are they already in talks of going live or are they going to postpone, do you think?
13: Everything that I've heard is that people are, uh, especially the corporations are kind of squeamish uh, to put themselves out there doing something like that just because of the optics. That's That's what I've heard. Yeah. I think the corporations get out there and they sponsor the the shows if there can be shows that's how they get their name back into people's minds
6: yeah and and i've got one question for patrick dearson which is uh, you know i've talked to some of the people in the casinos that were we had uh some very preliminary pre-advance pre-production work and you know for stuff in the fall and, and he said we've been told that it may not be until second quarter of uh, 2021, And I wanted to see if you've heard that same thing, because, you know, that was that was a mind blowing shock to me that that was even going to be that far out.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'll tell you exactly what the, the precursor of that to me was, was Granger. A couple of weeks ago, he told us that we were pushing all major acts. To, to renegotiate contracts for 2021. And I think that that's one of the most telling things as to how we're going to handle this as an industry. And I think everybody, you know, I, I, it, it sucks, but I think everybody's got to settle in for the long kiss goodnight because this is not going to be fast. This discussion alone proves the the crazy challenges that we do have to try and overcome, not just within our own industry, but, we, but from social nature, particularly in something that, our industry helps propagate, you know, this sort of rebellious attitude and, and everything that we, we have all stood for, both personally and in business and socially. There's a lot to this. And, you know, unfortunately, I think we're really going to bear the brunt of it. And I, I think there's also there's a large portion of this that we're being selfish about. We're, you know, we're certainly being selfish, as everybody's going to be, about trying to save their phony baloney jobs, you know, as best as possible. It is irresponsible to have a mass gathering. Any way you cut it. It doesn't fucking matter. It's irresponsible. Everybody should be in their damn homes as long as they possibly can. We're pushing to get out. Well,
0: I, to get out, I carefully but, say oh. to you, Patrick, that mm-hmm. I disagree. So okay. <laughs> it's it's irresponsible to jump up out of an airplane. It's irresponsible to fire a weapon. It's irresponsible to ride a bicycle in traffic. It's irresponsible to drive over the speed limit. Most of our life is lived a little bit on the edge, right? We don't live in a bubble. So well, hey, I there's a big qu- difference gotta, between
5: uh, all those things you just said. If you jump out of a plane, that's your risk. I understand. It gets hurt. No, I understand. And I'm not if reckless. Speed on the highway you are a risk to everyone on the road. So they're not analogous
12: situations.
9: Yeah. Yeah. No, if you, that's that's you that's 100, that's 100 that's people great. at one time with, you know, one person, one person hits 40 to 100 people and that's how many go, you have right. your death. But again, the difference they, is, the difference is personal
0: responsibility. So... I am a parent that never sent my kid to school when he had the flu and and when he was obviously contagious, sneezing all over his arms and stuff. And I never sent my kid to school because he's going to get a bunch of other kids sick. And why do that? Right. So if I know that I'm sick and I go to a concert then I'm an asshole or I go to a movie or I go to a restaurant or I go to anywhere, I'm an asshole. But if I know that I'm sick and I take personal responsibility and I stay home then you know, we're okay, right? So
5: Marcel. Marcel there's a lot of assholes out there. Okay? Right. <laughs> so, right.
0: No, no, I understand, I understand, but but what I'm saying is I, I'm not I'm not saying that we go do a, a hundred thousand person festival tomorrow or something. I'm just saying that I don't think we're being irresponsible in talking about having Mass hey,
11: gathering. So, 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 I have a question. I have a question for Patrick. Hey, Patrick. I, I hear everything you're saying. I, I don't, I don't completely disagree with it all. But when you make a statement like you need to stay home and you need to do these things, I understand that. At what point is the tipping point where where you would say it's okay not to do that? I mean, what what's the criteria for you to go? Let's flip that.
2: I'm not really sure to
11: be okay. perfect i get it and i don't think anybody can possibly that's 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 the biggest problem is that we don't know what the fuck that is right like right now i I, i'm i'm as vocal about about not believing this shit to the depth that everyone as anybody however i choose to stay home home and be safe because it's smarter to do that than to just be an asshole right and i could be an asshole pretty easy and just go fuck it and go wherever But at the point is what you're saying is absolutely correct. Um, I, I, I just, even though I disbelieve I'm, I'm, I, I'm of the mind of, you know what? I got to be responsible here to my neighbors and to my, to my city and not, I might have it right now and I might be spreading it right now. You know? So if I, if I do go to the grocery store, which by the way, I was at the grocery store yesterday and I put on rubber gloves and I put on a mask and I wiped down the thing. There's fucking 500 people in that grocery store, but you can't go to church. So, you know, there's too many different messages That's the problem for me. And it's it's not it's not the president. It's not it's not the government It's not the governor. It's not the democrats not three. There's just so much messaging That that you can't even fucking get it straight because you don't know what it is What is it and when does it flip? Yeah Nice. Josh,
5: there's also perfectly healthy people that die from the virus, too. Okay, there's a lot of them.
0: Yeah, very small. You know, you very small. Well, That's a very small number uh, as a percentage. Oh, Most no, people are not many healthy. Anyway. This, brings too
2: many. Many. <laughs> this brings up an interesting topic. Because this is something I've been speaking about privately in conversations for weeks because it's a it's very unpopular public conversation to have. At what point? Do we accept the fact that the economy is more important than saving some lives?
11: It's a great question. You know what? It's, it's a really great, it's a great, out. it's a great question. You know what? The other thing too is that you hear. I, I go back to the statistics thing, which I, which I just vehemently disagree with. You know, I, I made a comment here that you can, you can. My dad was a lawyer, and he said you can say liar three ways: liar. Goddamn liar and statistician, right? And so um, When I hear when I hear the 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 media say 750 people died in New York yesterday I go, okay Well, there's 9 million people there if one person dies. That's a sad thing But how many people normally die in a city of 900? Right? I mean and, and 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 I think I'm just pissed off I'm not being told the truth and I'm not being told the truth on purpose no, it's it's not that they don't
5: I live in New York and I hear sirens all night long every day and that's well, not normal
11: well, buddy I I'm in New York all the time and I hear sirens every day too that's that's a statement that doesn't, I can't. No, do it,
5: it's it's way up from what it normally is. I don't hear them
1: all night long, every night.
11: Or maybe, I don't or or maybe you just notice them more now because you're seeing it on the news every 15 minutes. I have a quick I don't question.
12: Do you know anybody personally who has passed away in the past month, corona-related or not?
11: Passed away, you mean just died, related or not?
12: Related or not in past I month. I, I do not. Cause I have a handful of people that I know personally who fought it, fought it hard. Some survived, some didn't. Okay. So I might have a different perspective and a different totally feeling cool. about it. And I'm sure once it hits home for you, you might feel differently.
11: No, look at I'm not dispute. I, I, the first thing I said was if one person dies, that's a horrible, horrible thing. Look, I, I've had a lot of people die in my life. Like everybody on this call has had a lot of people die in their life. It's a horrible, horrible experience. I would say to you, I, I, I have sympathy and I have empathy and it's it's a horrible thing, but I would also say to you That's a broad generalized statement because you don't know. I don't think I could be wrong each one of those person's medical history and I I, I I I have not Heard doesn't mean that it's not true But I have not heard of someone who's 22 years old who's perfectly healthy and has died because of this coronavirus 100%. It's the complete and total 100% cause of their death. Now, I could be wrong but I I, 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 I go back to the statistics thing. Number one, one death in any, 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 a car accident where someone's killed is bad It's horrible and I, and I have empathy but you know the people your friends who have died and the people that you know, I'm sorry but I don't know each one of their, their specific medical histories. There was a woman in Nevada who was 33 years old and she died of the coronavirus, okay? And it, was, it, it spun the whole state into craziness because it's like, oh my God, this has just killed a woman in her 30s who's completely healthy. Well, they did her autopsy and she had stage four undiagnosed leukemia. Okay, so, you know, when you dig down a little bit further, it's to me and and I'm not trying to be rude or crass. or
9: Yeah, I mean, they've they've dug down. They've dug down into plenty of cases in New York with perfectly healthy people. One of the Broadway stars, uh, lead singer for, you know, you know, two, two, two Broadway shows, Tony Award winning, you know, they just amputated his leg. Yeah, no, look. At normal I'm normal. not. I'm not
11: saying that's not yeah. the case, but I'm saying, you know, yeah, so much, but how yeah, many but people? Saying, how many people died of obesity yesterday? Okay. That, uh, again, uh, okay. it's
9: not really the same comparison. And there are people who are perfectly healthy who are dropping dead after getting this. Now, yes, okay. is it a small percentage? Sure, I'll agree with you
11: that it's a small percentage. How does the it relate to is, other diseases, other flus? But, that's my but, point.
2: Without know diving, diving deep into the science of this.
11: Yeah, I can't do that. (laughs)
2: The basis of thing is that it breaks an immune system down and exploits what is already the weak point in your body. That's how the thing works, and
1: it's horrible. Okay, I got got one for you. Yeah,
2: can't you can't go through people's personal medical histories in every case because every case is different, and that is in essence the horrible thing about this particular virus but is also the the caution that comes with it because you know yes we had that woman here in Nevada die we find out she's got leukemia well i may have something but i'm young and perfectly healthy
0: but patrick the the thing is like so let's say someone you know the magic coronavirus fairy came along and said this is going to be 2 years Or this is going to be three years. And you can either stay in your house and you'll never get it because, you know, there's nothing coming in, nothing going out. You know, you've pretty much blocked out the outside world. You're going to be safe. Or you can go out into public. There's a 3%, 2%, depends whose numbers you're looking at. But there's a percent of of a chance that you're going to get it. And then of that percent chance that you're going to get it, there's a percent of those people that could die from it.
11: Well, and you and, could and mitigate so it with a mask.
0: You, you can mitigate it with a mask. Like Nils said, you know, it knocks it down exponentially. So they give you all of these facts and they say, so here's your choice, Mr. Dearson. You can leave your house. You have to tell me now. You either have to stay in your house the next three years or you have to leave your house and accept the risk. Personally, I accept the risk because life is for the living. You know, I'm, I'm not going to live in my house for, Except the rest. You get in your car and you go on the highway, right? Well, (laughs) but I mean, everything in life. For me, I'd rather have an adventure. Yeah. Then you know, be alive till I'm 150 years old, and do absolutely nothing, and live in a bubble.
11: Now, yeah, but you want to be smart about it. You don't go out and <laughs> you don't go out and and purposely put your play, put yourself in situations that are going to kill you. Well, I did. It I mean,
0: I was in a rock band when I was in my young years, and oh you look, know, no one tried was to free die. AIDS, and nobody nobody knew about no, 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 a lot of no, the things. No, no, nobody tried Hold to die on, harder than me. You
1: and I for a minute, okay? <laughs> Five <25 laughs> years ago, forty years yeah. ago. Okay? Yeah. yeah,
5: all right. What else is going on,
1: guys? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I I, think so, so I
5: got I got a question now because we're you know we're, we're not doing our normal jobs. Um, there's obviously some things that can be that are going to become in place as we move forward. Um, you know, and this is maybe a shameless plug to start with, but you have a lot of lighting designers, a lot of creative people, a lot of you know technicians and, and industry leaders. You know, we're hearing a lot about this this uh, you know uh, disinfections and you know this UVC lighting. And I think there's an opportunity for all of us who are sitting around doing nothing, um, to get on, uh, on the phones and start reaching out to people that we know outside of our industry, even. I need to meet these people who are doing nothing. I don't know these people. Like I talked with Robert earlier today and I, you know, I'm as busy as I've ever been. Well, I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of freelancers and technicians and and, and, and that that don't have a lot of work that's happening right now. So, you know, outside of our normal circle and market segment, you know, there's going to be industries that are going that can benefit from, um, our, our expertise. You know, they're going to be looked going to look to us as our expertise from a lighting profession and to, to help them with this new, uh, this new avenue of promoting their business, being a more safe environment to be in, whether it's a grocery store that's been disinfected with UVC light or the restaurant overnight or the movie theaters, you know, screening rooms, any of that kind of stuff. So, this might be an opportunity for people. To, uh, yeah. No, you're 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 absolutely right, Aaron. There's there's a
0: whole um, industry being created between uh, uh, you know PPE and um, these UVC devices, and you know UVC. I don't know for those of you who don't know, it's basically lighting fixtures that have a particular wavelength of of UV LEDs in them that are known to uh, clean things, so they disinfect things and whatever. So you can hang them in a a gym or a grocery store or whatever. And you can't have people in the room though. So they have to be done at night or off hours
9: or whatever, but there's a there whole things There are some ones that you can have people in the room with. They're not direct. So they pass air through a chamber. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. But direct and those are for aerial,
5: not
9: surface, not surface
0: yeah. terms. So there's, yeah. there's two different products in place, but, but, but here's, yeah. here's the point that I want to make quickly. And so I have an led company and we've been approached with a lot of these UVC products. And, In my LED company, I may do some of those things, and I am doing some of those things. In my this industry company, I'm not. And and we did a little bit with with upstaging, and that went okay, and we sold some of their PPE stuff, their masks and stuff. But the problem that I had and have with that is I want to focus on my core business. I want to focus on improving my core business so that when we are able to do shows which i don't believe is 2021 i think it's going to happen this year still but when we are able to do shows and installs and events and different things i'm fully prepared for that and i don't have to pivot again from being a ppe company to being you know in this industry so i just i think you got to you you have to look at all of those things but you really have to think about it like i know people who are pivoting permanently out of our industry because they just can't afford to stay alive in this industry anymore so they've had to completely look to
11: do something else god you know where where the hell do you pivot to everything is closed
6: <laughs> everything amazon well, amazon yeah. warehouse there you go yeah amazon warehouse
12: store home yeah.
10: improvement store home. no but if you look if you look
12: at the list IT so, companies and graphic arts companies are, are hiring more and more. There's jobs being absolutely. from this.
0: No, but absolutely. Zoom, you know, this type of a company. Um, but but the thing is, even if you look at businesses that are closed, what you do is you start to look at those closed businesses. and And if we're at the very back of the line, who's at the front of the line? Who's second in line? Who's third in line? And you start looking at those industries and focusing really on being ready to open a business in the food service industry in the next 30 days or in, you know, whatever, I don't know, but in the next like gyms, gyms are going to open, which, you know, to me, I I don't remember the exact words, but it's a cesspool of germs, basically in a gym. Like I feel bad on a good day going to a gym and touching equipment and going, Ooh, you know, what did I just touch? Right. But, um, you know, I I don't know. Like I think companies are going to pivot, I just think you have to be careful about pivoting today's business because you're going to lose out on the massive opportunity that our industry is going to represent when this thing, when the, when the clouds lift a little bit and, you know, what that timing is, who knows? I don't, I wish I did. You know, that's the magical number, right?
6: Yep. I think it's, uh, you know, Going into the industry of the UV light and and masks and rubber gloves for the adult entertainment industry for the local strip clubs, I mean, I think there's a really good business right there. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because those are at least, are going at at least that's a market
5: thing. research. I'm surprised that that wasn't Dearson's comment. I got to be honest with you.
0: I, I was Dears, trying to. Dearson's gone you know. dark in the last couple of weeks. Like he's, he's gone from being this super freaking. I think he's also become, you know, hate to say it. He's become a liberal little bit <laughs> you know so Dearson has definitely changed in the past couple of weeks to where he's he's gone from you know cup is three quarters full to you know where the hell did the cup go it's empty and gone uh, I, I'm, I still want to talk about the benefits of ice my friend <laughs> there, you right. there you go there you go no, I mean, I, you know, I wish we had all the answers. We definitely don't. I still, you know, I'm, I'm super positive, those who know me and those who've been on this call for the last four or five weeks, you know, that uh, I'm going to keep digging to try and get things to happen. And, and, you know, yet at the same time, I mean, Emily, you made a very good point. And unless you know someone, you know, who has, God forbid, died from this, but even like, I know, I literally know four people who at least have told me that they were infected with it. And all four of them were in Canada, which is the most bizarre thing. And uh, all four were in Alberta, where the numbers have been pretty low. And um, and they're all better. And they all basically have said, you know, that it's ridiculous how, how heavily we're treating this thing and blah, blah, blah. It's such a joke. I didn't even know I had it. All four are basically saying the same thing. However, I realize that's not the same in every situation and some people like Emily said you know have been impacted much more heavily so I don't know I wish Look, we had we,
6: an we all want to get back to work as fast as possible that that's definitely not even uh, anything for discussion and and we all hope that it's sooner than later and but we also realize that it's not our decision unfortunately and that's that's yeah. the part that sucks is it, it the unknown and and who's deciding that and how it's going to be decided is terrifying
0: so, I just have to know, David Milley, is that a background like on your uh, Zoom thing, or is that really where you're sitting right now? That's my backyard. You bastard. I love that. That's amazing. Good for you. So, did you sell the RV now and get a boat again?
14: I sold the boat and got an RV. But now you're in a marina. Well, this is, this is my house at the marina. Yeah. Oh, I see.
11: Apparently, it's a floating RV.
0: There you go. From land to sea, venturing all the time.
14: you got to be
11: dying for a
0: boat again, though, David.
14: I, I have a little pontoon boat. I just got rid of the other one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, man. It's good to see
14: you. Anyone else did, have You know, know? Did, oh, oh. I was just going to say, this is really interesting how, you know, I, I lean toward more with John Weissman things. I think we're over-exaggerating this thing. Insurance companies do this, you know, you're going to die, and that's why we charge you this much money for life insurance uh, actuaries, right? Well, there, there there's an actuary to whether you're going to die or not, and if you just happen to catch this virus and you're really unhealthy anyway, I mean, somebody just said it attacks whatever your ailment was. I, I, if you go back to how many people died of flu this year versus how many people died of this virus, it's, it's almost like more people died of the flu. So,
11: well uh, yeah but I, I think more people die of the flu because we've I taken know. this virus seriously and we have done the things that you know like the flus become such a normal commonplace thing to us there's a there's actually a flu season now like a baseball season and so you know we we uh, uh, we're, we're, we're a little bit um, um, what's the word kind of um, uh, we're, used to, we're yeah we're desensitized to it however this thing comes out of nowhere and we suddenly start doing things like you know i i, I wore rubber gloves and a mask at a at a at a, at a, at a, at a fucking grocery store yesterday okay um, john
14: i did too and I, but i tell you what half the people in that grocery store
11: didn't no most of them didn't have it most of them didn't have it so i'm just i'm just trying to you know Look, I I don't want to sound like some, you know, right wing Republican nut job that I probably am anyway. But at the end of the day, you know, I think it is better to be safe than sorry, but I think we're going to, I think we're going to get over this. I think my biggest frustration with it all is that, you know, everybody on this call is used to getting the job done, right? And, And having a goal and marching towards it. And when people say to you, aren't you enjoying the time off? I go, fuck, no, I'm not enjoying the time off because I don't know when it's over. If someone said to me, "You're going back to work and everything's going to be normal on May second, I'd be overjoyed because then I could enjoy myself
12: Amen, every John. single
11: day Absolutely. you just you just don't know and so david i'm i'm a uh, uh, there there's 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 you know there's this curve that that they talk about the apex. Well, there's another apex going on, and that's our understanding and our ability to operate. And I think that's changing every day too, you know. Look, I want everybody to be happy and healthy, and, and, and I want to be smart about this, you know. Um, but I also think you don't burn your house down because you found some spiders in it.
14: Well, I, I agree, but if you look at what the Air Force graduation in Colorado was this weekend, where you had these guys six foot apart, spread out. If that's what a concert of the future looks like, people are not going to go to a concert of the future that looked like that.
11: That, that that'll be the concert of the future for about two months, and then every then it'll the, the e- either everyone's going to get really sick, and it's going to go back to where we are today, which is totally possible to happen, or it's going to go back to whatever normal was six months ago. You know, and I'm, I'm I I just I'm I'm the eternal optimist. I'm rooting for everyone to be safe, everyone to be well, and everyone get back to
14: normal. Yeah, find a cure or a vaccine, something.
11: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, going back a bit to the, my earlier statement about the the irresponsibility of this because we we kind of jumped a bit into a different yeah. direction. What I was getting at was basically what what David had just pointed out is the fact that you, you're at a grocery store and most people aren't wearing that protection. the The building I live in, I live on the Las Vegas Strip. I, I am surrounded by a bunch of self centered. Sycophant morons in this building. It wasn't just my neighbors. It is what it is There's a bunch of poker players that like to live a crazy life and they're not really the most socially conscious people on the planet they're largely the audience and I think <laughs>
12: yeah. That's
2: that's where the my, my term of, of the irresponsibility part of it comes into play because I feel that we're we're going to, to push to put people in these mass gatherings understanding that a large portion of them are going to be like, fuck it. I don't believe in it. It's a ghost. You guys are all crazy. I'm doing what I want. And that's where it gets really difficult. It becomes, I think, increasingly more difficult to police and that those are the, the real challenges we have as we start trying to put our business back into the global economy. I think you're, yeah, I think you're
11: absolutely, absolutely right, Patrick. And the, the, you know, even coming from my point of view, I would, I would very easily stand up and say, look, we're going to have a concert, and everyone's going to, like, like Neil said, this, the science has proven that it, com- it, it, it re, it reduces greatly, it mitigates the chance of you getting sick by you wearing a mask. So you're going to wear a fucking mask at this concert, and throw out people that don't. Just do yeah,
9: it. I, think, I, think, I do think it I mean, they're up, doing that uh, at stores, uh, stores here in Jersey. They're throwing you out if you don't have a mask. Well, and they, they should right saying?
11: now. And they should right now. They you know what? Let, they don't let you in. Yeah, I, 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 Chris, I think that's absolutely the correct way to do it. You know, I, I, I don't want to uh, like all those kids down at spring break. You know, a lot of them got really sick, and I'm glad they did. Fuck them. You know, they weren't supposed to be out there doing that. You know, if I'm going to sit here at home, and uh, if I'm going to follow the motherfucking rules, so are they. Because I'm not yeah. really a big rule follower. I don't think you are either, Patrick.
10: No,
2: I, I think well, most he, of the wasn't, John, he wasn't. John before. Was
11: like,
10: <laughs> that kind of goes for anybody in this business.
2: Yeah, I
11: mean, but if you're gonna if you're gonna do something, this is another thing that we all do. If we're gonna do something, we're gonna do it right. And we're going to do it the best way possible. So if the commitment is to be safe and be responsible to the people next to you, either fucking, you know, do it right. Don't, you know, just do it right.
2: Well, it's, it's like picking up after your dog. Like, like, fucking join society. You, you, you don't leave it there. Like, you going to have one that's responsible. Man, and I'll
11: tell you what, nothing pleases me more than seeing someone not pick that up because I will jump in their shit. <laughs> <laughs> you what, know it, Adam. Literally? Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't You're know. gonna go jump in the
3: dog shit. <laughs>
11: <laughs> all right,
0: folks. I have to jump. I uh, I appreciate all of you, and I I also appreciate that you know we're all finding our way to different views and stuff too. I mean, you know, Patrick keeps changing sides every week, but most of us, I think, are. Uh, <laughs> don't
11: don't, don't you ways, mean? Don't you are. mean? Don't you mean Carol?
0: Yeah, Carol keeps changing sides every week. That bitch. <laughs> That bitch, Carol, keeps changing sides. That's so funny. I'm just kidding, Patrick. I, I understand. I mean, the thing is, it's easy to change sides when, you know, pressures hit you or banks screw you or – I don't, I don't think it's so much changing sides, but I, I
2: think that you'll agree with me. I, I think a lot of people on this call will agree with me because the, the, the majority of the faces here are really significant – people in this business on the business side of things and it's the the one thing that i've been struggling with is trying to maintain being that business pillar to a lot of people i have so many people coming to me for advice and answers and some clarity to the future and how to deal with this that you you just wake up on some of these mornings and you're like i I don't know if I can fucking put on the smiley face. Hey, you
11: know what? I, I got to tell you something too. Uh, I, and I think this probably fits for everybody on this call. Myself personally, as, as, as forceful as I can be in personality, is that nothing pleases me more than to be proven wrong. Because that just means I learned the right way to do it, or I learned something. You know, I'll take a position, I'll take a stance, and then if someone can prove me wrong, it's like, okay, great, let's go down that path. It's, it's like That's when you're, when you're
5: right
11: yeah, when you're solving a problem at a gig, it doesn't have to be the way I think it is. I want it to be the right way so we can move on to the next thing. You know, yeah. I don't think anyone's so ensconced in their in their uh, belief that they're right. I mean, I'm not. Look, I'll make a really good argument, and then I'll fold my tent immediately when I know I'm wrong because I just want to get it right and move on to it, you know. And I think that's what everybody on this call is.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Even you, Mokri. Did anyone notice Mokri shut off his video so he could eat ribs? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking unbelievable, Robert. I saw your first couple bites, and then you shut off the video because you're like, "Ah, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> yeah,
7: I knew it was going to get ugly. <laughs> 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 Not even bigger that.
0: That's funny. Just wait
7: till you start if you hey, get if you get a PPP loan. Wait till you start studying the forgiveness shit. If you think, well, most of us study it before we get the loan. Robert. Well, I did too. I thought I had a man. I mean, I thought I, it's it's a mess. Yeah. And once you get it, and then you look at fuck, you could end up owing the the, the SBA six figures at the end because really, it's up to the bank. Okay, I mean, oh, and by the way, in the case of Chase Bank, even though it's an unsecured loan uh, and there's no personal, um, they put a a line in there saying, oh, but we can still sue you.
0: Well... You way. know, you, you were pretty smiley and confident last week and I was I going, know. Oh, okay, Robert.
11: Okay. Hey Robert. Hey, hey, Robert, 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 Robert. I can sue you right now if I just feel like it. So that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I mean, and,
0: and he, he, and he, do he do just do may, do Robert. He just may. John has been mm-hmm. known to do
11: that. So. I want my 20% of those ribs.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> were they good? In the words of Robert Mokri, you can always give the money back. So ladies and gentlemen, don't let this sway you from taking you. <laughs> exactly.
11: the
7: exactly get the money. I mean,
2: we can it still be that. Worse last
7: week. Yeah. Oh, I'll, there was no question; I was high on it. I'll, yeah. I'll freely admit it. But you know, that it's and then I've, I've I've kind of swung back the other way and went, well, you know, I'm in the boat with all those other people, so we're we're just going to hold on to it and ride it out and do the best we can on the yeah on the forgiveness. That's all you can do, Robert. How much did That's you get, Robert? Hundred and twenty-one.
11: It's an odd number.
7: Why? Uh, They do an average of what your payroll is for two and a half months, and that's the way it turned out. Oh, yeah. So um, Uh, when did
13: you apply to Chase? Pardon? When did you apply to Chase? On what day?
7: Uh, Hell, I'd have to look at a calendar. I believe April 3rd.
13: Wow. So it was the first day that it went
5: live. You filled out that small application, and then they called you back. Is that how that worked?
7: Oh yeah, I was hawking it like crazy. Reload, reload, reload. Because the because Chase was twenty four hours behind when, when it came to notification for what was going on on their site. Right. So I right. saw it. I, you know, as soon as it went live, I filled out the form. And then uh, I kept looking and looking and looking, and then the second form came up and filled that out. And then the day later, I get an email from Chase. Oh, yeah, we're open. So it's a mess. Wow. Yeah. You know, I really suggest reading Strickland's paper that's on their site. We, uh, oh, he and I corresponded a little bit about it yesterday, and there were some, some pretty hopeful things there because, okay, in the case of us, if I would have to bring all the people back. Okay? So – That we And there's nine of us. I let go four. There's five left. I have to bring those other people back to do nothing. Oh, and by the way, when you sign that loan document, you say, it's necessary for us to stay in operations, right? So the question arises, are are those four people really necessary or not? What would be better for us is if we got 16 weeks to pay it back and pay my staff and stay open so we could continue to pay taxes for years going forward. And I'm hoping that the guidance will be updated uh, to reflect those realities.
0: Yeah. No, I th- I think that there will be updated guidance, as you say, Robert, um, because it's also only a couple of months. So, you know, right. if if our pain is going to last six months, four months, 12 months, whatever the number is, then... Um, that two months of payroll isn't really going to help us very well.
11: You you get to a point of no return.
0: Well, we're still screwed, but now we owe the government $121,000, as you you said. So, you know, that's the problem. So, I mean, I think a lot of businesses are using that money to help them pivot into a a different version of their business, a new business altogether, a whatever. And, you know, I don't know whether or not you're able to do that. You know, I know for me, um, we just plan to use the money to pay our staff and we're using other money because the, the thing is, it's not just PPP. The SBA has like the EIDL loan, for example, yes, that's the disaster correct. loan, which is very good interest rates, um, very nice payback terms. The first 200000 has no PG on it, personal guarantee. And um, you can get up to, I think, $10 million. And so... What I was looking at that for is to help with some software changes that I'm making to our platform that are very, very hundreds of thousands of dollars expensive. And the government will allow you to use that money for that type of um, effect. And so, you know, while they're in the lending mood, I'm in the borrowing mood, believe me. And not because I'm going to go buy boats or cars, but I'm going to use it to improve my business. And I think that's a, a great opportunity today. So, one thing, Steve, Warren, you've been very quiet. Europe, is anything new, different? Is the feeling, is the mood lifting? Are the clouds going away
3: or are we still all screwed? I'd love to give you some news on that front, but. There is none. Wow, there is none. Um, I was really lifted up by what Niels was saying, you know, and you're thinking, well, you know, at some point they're going to have to compromise, aren't they? Because it's not going to go away. It seems it's not going to go away forever. Yeah. So you're going to get to a point. I agree with you that people are not going to want to stay in. You know, and we'll get to a point where they'll take some sort of, some level of risk and accept some level of risk. You know, we all we we've all driven too fast. And we've driven motorbikes. You know, there's there's, I certainly for one. You know, and. When you're out sort of jumping around in a crowd at 2 o'clock in the morning and you don't know who you're next to, I think I don't really give it an awful lot of thought. If, if no. you've
0: been if you've been to Burning Man, you're risk-adverse, yeah. Yeah, or Glastonbury or anything. not risk-adverse. Yeah, a, <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs>
3: a little bit of risk in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, you know, when people sort of, you know, for example, when they go to get drinks, that's the point where things get handed to you, you take something. Is it a case where you start carrying your own cup like you do at all festivals and you end up, you put your cup under the under the tap to have it filled? Do you look then when people go to the bathrooms, are there people there who are cleaning the place constantly? You must be able to bring the risk down
0: by- Well, guess what? Maybe God forbid we don't actually, maybe God forbid we don't actually drink at festivals for a little while, for the first month, for the first (laughs) couple of months or whatever. I don't. I have to put my own cup
3: underneath somebody else's tap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was
5: thinking of uh, uh, equipment branded colostomy bags and you don't have to worry about bathrooms then. (laughs)
0: Exactly, taking you back to my drive-in concert idea. Yeah, so, it brings a
3: whole new meaning to swag. Yeah, but Marcel, I'm with you that you know, people we're going to have to sort of put our collective brains towards this and saying, okay, um, you know, maybe the the sizes of these things are going to be limited. Whether it's a thousand or fifteen hundred, there's a lot of gigs under fifteen hundred, and as you say, multiple nights, and and start looking at well, how do we deal with this? Because I, I suppose my feeling is. I worry more about the, the one, two-year scenario or longer, you know, where well, it stays residually in our community.
0: I don't remember. I think it was Wiseman or somebody who said about the, the RNC and the, and the DNC, you know, doing their conventions over here, the Republican mm-hmm. convention, the, the Democratic convention, um, the government's going to find a way to do it. You know, they're still going to do their conventions. They're still going to have a bunch of people there. So if the government can figure it out, I tend to think we're smarter than they are. And we should be able to figure it out. And granted, we don't make the rules, but we can present a very good case study or a solution to the government saying, I think we can do an event. Here's why. And, you know, you go to them just like you would with any other problem and you present it to them and say, you know, we want to do a show and we think we can do it safely. Here's
10: how we've done that.
11: I think one of the biggest problems is, you know, we, we we talk about smaller shows and, you know, our business is not built on 500 to 1500 seat shows, Mm -hmm. you know, our, our, our capital investment and, and the crews that we run and the shows that we put on and the designs that people want to have, um, we just, uh, uh, you know, if, if everyone's doing 25 to 5,000 seat shows, we're out of business. It, it, it doesn't, it's not sustainable. You can't well, do it's it better than zero. Seats. Um, is it more know, expensive to, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to work hard while I go broke. I'd rather just sit here and go broke. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather go down
0: fighting. <laughs> That's just who I well, am. And
9: if, you know, if you sit there longer and it goes away, sooner because everybody sat there longer yeah, but how do you know that
0: how do you know that you know i mean how testing, do you know that testing, we don't testing. yeah but we don't testing, have testing, we don't we, we don't have any you know there's no if you do this then this happens if you do this then this happens. there's there's really no case studies on what we're going through right now so well, we're, we're assuming that we're assuming the government and we're assuming we're assuming the government and a few doctors are 100 percent correct you have a halo over your head right now, Chris, and it's really bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Chris with a halo That's on
9: his head. You from
0: the lower. I love head. that. That's hilarious.
2: That is the smallest halo I've
0: ever seen. <laughs> well, if you've met Chris, it's you know he deserves a small halo. <laughs> yeah, Gumper. Not many people needing mega structures today. I'm guessing.
1: No, no, just uh. Working on some more fab stuff.
9: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. I, I think you should build, build mega hospitals. Isn't that like a possibility? I th-
1: uh, the problem is every venue is already empty. So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Don't need to build any. That's true.
2: Yeah, so. this is an interesting thing here in Las Vegas in terms of, or uh, well, I should say throughout the country, in terms of the uh, really waning uh, needs on hospitals and I think it, it kind of goes also back to Emily's point earlier of, of how personally affected you get uh, by your exposure to the reaction. Well you
0: know I what? think it's also I think Patrick it's also directly related to the over sell on this whole thing think are, <coughs> from the no, very earliest if time. If, if you're in New
2: York those hospitals are maxed out. They're, they have a real problem on their hands and are really struggling with it. And I think that the, the same can be said for just about any major metropolitan area with a, a super heavy population density. In Las Vegas,
0: they were, they were South Florida, stuff, who has more old people than Florida and our hospitals are empty? We're talking about
2: buildings of people compressed in with right, each right. other. Locked in with this stuff. Now, let me finish. Well, you said any major. In Las Vegas, we're at 43% of our hospital capacity and medical workers are being laid off because we just don't have the need.
0: Yeah, because people aren't going for regular, like if you were going to go for an elective surgery, you're probably holding off right now, right? Oh, certainly, yes, of yeah. course
2: that's happening. And I think that the, the, the biggest thing that the Las Vegas hospitals are seeing are people cutting themselves with their steak knives trying to make dinner at night.
0: <laughs> but that's funny. The
2: reality is they just don't have this massive hit of virus-related medical response that's necessary, whereas in New York, you absolutely are seeing that. There's, there's, yeah. There's a, Correlation to that population.
11: Yeah, you know, I, I go back to that statistic my comment about statistics So you may have seen on the news that one of the new hotspots is Truckee, california It's a little bitty city up by tahoe, right? And so I have a friend that's a doctor up there and I called him and I said hey I heard you guys are the hotspot. What are you doing? He goes, are you kidding me? I'm bored stiff out of my mind. I said, well, hold on a second. I'm just seeing that you're a hot spot He said look we have 16 beds here Two beds are always full, no matter what's going on. He said we've got we've got uh, six people in here now. Two of them have the the, the virus, so our our capacity went up by like three or four hundred percent. That's why we're a hotspot. So it's like really they got sixteen beds and, and and six of them are full, but they usually have two. So now they're yeah statistics three or four hundred percent above. I mean, I I actually called the guy because I was worried about him, and I go, "What are you doing?" He goes, um, "I'm I'm taking classes online to get my boards." And I go, "What do you mean?" He's like, the guy goes, I'm bored out of my mind. I'm just, I'm I'm, doing, I'm doing continuing education. So, you know, again, there's nothing good about this. Jamie Brock, I
0: have to call on you just because you've looked so prepared to talk into that microphone for like an hour and a half now. And
11: you just need to say something. I got to bail, guys. Talk to you later, man. See you, John.
1: My only comment Uh on the whole thing is, you you know, if there were 14,000 deaths in Dallas and 300 in New York City, the perspective would be completely different from those folks in those kinds of areas. I mean, the, the way the impact has happened. And geographically, we all know that the media is centered in New York City. So it is. Uh, and it is there's there's a lot of people who've died in new york it's bad you know we gotta we gotta i think for most of us who
0: are sensible i don't care whether people are dying in dallas or new york or or des moines iowa or you know canada or whatever you don't want anybody to die anywhere i I, to me it doesn't matter where it is and yes new york has been hit harder italy's been hit harder but you know you 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 can't create a a a european policy around what's happening in italy you have to look at every different place and create policies in those places and same here in the united states right but um anyways we're getting too far into the expertise zone and i have to go i literally have to jump on
9: the school what's that I said, there are no actual scientists on this call. No, other than Wiseman, and he's gone. So anybody got any
0: good John Wiseman jokes?
13: Yeah. Uh, well, we just started a pivot uh, with our company. We just started a brewery for the moment. Oh,
0: there you go. That's a good
13: idea. No
0: shortage of alcoholism at this point in okay. life. Started daydreaming. It's a booming business. Yeah. That's a great pivot. You know, nobody needs a new DMX, but everybody needs beer. Yeah. Brilliant. Folks. I love you all. And thank you very much for coming again. And I'm going to invite you again next week and we're going to change the time back to five o'clock. Anybody protest that?
6: No. Nope. No. All right. Oh, good. Dude, great.
3: Good. Marcel,
0: thanks for putting this together. No, thank you for coming, David. Thanks everyone. Everybody wash your darn hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> Take <Stay> clean. <laughs> See you guys. Take it easy.